Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and <laughs> today we're going back to the OG days of this podcast where I I think I was like kind of more open about taboo subjects because I was like recording it for fun and I was like, who the fuck is even listening to this? And now that some people do in fact listen to this, I think I've been more reserved, but fuck it, that is not what we're here to do. So today we're talking about orgasms, (laughs) specifically the female orgasm. Um, Not to take away from men, your orgasms are very valuable, but it's very rare that there's any challenge with the male orgasm. Whereas with women, I mean, it's a fucking... It's a journey. It's a task. It takes a long time. It takes multiple tools, multiple people. I don't know. It just takes a lot. So um, I was listening to a podcast this morning that, um, okay, so there's a podcast called Sex with Emily, which I highly recommend if you're interested in just a podcast that talks exclusively about sex. And really is, like, extremely educational and informative and talks about, like, all the realms of sex. Um, Like, anything, anything. Sexual dysfunction, orgasms, kinks. But, like, it's just done in such an educational way. Like, it's an amazing way to kind of expand your mind sexually. So... The host of that podcast, Emily, was on an episode of Call Her Daddy, and they were talking about orgasms, and I was like, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this. So, um, where do I start? I think I'll tell you, This is. I feel so wild recording this right now, because <laughs> again, this is something I probably would have been very open to a couple years ago when I first started recording this podcast, and like, you know, it was like my three best friends listening. Um, but we can't be shy. We can't be shy. I don't know when I became shy. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's start with my first orgasm ever. You guys even get a story time in this episode. I mean, wow, what a gift. All right. So I was, hmm, 11 or 12. I think I was 12. And I went on a cruise with my family, and this whole cruise was, like, just wild. (laughs) I mean, as wild as things could be for a 12-year-old girl. Um, I was very much, I, for any of you who've been listening from the beginning of this podcast, I went to Catholic school, and if you have not listened from the beginning of the podcast, please go back to the episodes about Catholic school. You will understand a lot more about me as a person, and you will laugh a lot. So, anyways... I went to, I grew up in a Catholic school, so I was absolutely not a sexual being. Uh, they, they very much suppressed that part of all of us. 
And I was very much like, the word prude is the most annoying word. Um, it's almost as annoying as the word slut, like just those two words I, I can't deal with. But I was very shy. I was not a sexual person. Um, and whatever, I was 12 years old. So I went on a cruise and I met a boy. I'll never forget his name. His name was Nicholas Mata. So if you're listening, I've never forgotten about you. Oh, and to be clear, I know I started this story by saying this was my first orgasm. I did not have an orgasm with a with another boy, just to be clear. Um, I, I didn't do that till I was like 29 years old. Anyways, so what I'm saying is... <laughs> this is unhinged. Um, I went on this cruise and I met a boy... And from the jump, this cruise was just a wild ride for me. I was, like, making out with this boy in my cruise bed. And I forget what happened, but my mom somehow found out I brought a boy into my room. And, I mean, looking back, it was very innocent. Like, it was, like, little makeouts. Like, I was 12 and I was petrified. But I remember, to me, it was this wild sexual experience. So already this cruise started off on that foot. The, the vibe was just sexual for me, even though I was 12. So I had met this boy. We were making out the whole cruise everywhere we could. And my mom somehow found out like that. I don't remember. My mom was devastated. Like she wouldn't even look at me type shit. So I'm like, hmm, that probably left some residual guilt behind. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> so on this cruise... I was with uh, my mom's partner at the time and his son, so like my stepbrother. So we, you know, on cruises, they have like events going on all fucking day. And they had a volleyball tournament. And my stepbrother was going to play in the volleyball tournament. And it was like a pool volleyball situation. So he was in the pool playing volleyball. And then they have hot tubs all around the pool. So I was in a jacuzzi just facing the pool so that I could watch this volleyball game so I know there's already girlies listening to this being like I know exactly where this is going um for those of you who don't know pools and hot tubs have very powerful jets that many girls discover when they're young and you will frequently see girls clinging onto the sides of pools and jacuzzis and they are fully masturbating (laughs) which is wild But anyways, um, I obviously did not know that at the time, and I was just sitting facing the wall of the jacuzzi, so the jet was, like, hitting me in my stomach. So I sat up to get it away from my stomach, and then it just perfectly landed where it was supposed to, and I was like, this is a wild feeling, but it's definitely not a bad feeling, so, like, I will absolutely sit like this. So I'm letting this happen, I'm watching this volleyball game, and I start to have an orgasm, And I don't know what the fuck that is. I've never been talked to about that. Um, I knew what, like, sex was, but I got the Catholic school version, which is they simply describe the act of penetration and the fact that that's how you make children. So no conversation about women's pleasure, orgasms, anything like that. So I was like, what? (laughs) And I literally just had to put my head down because... I mean, what your body does, and, like, your first orgasm ever, wow, I would pay to have that feeling back, (laughs) so that was my first orgasm ever, 
And after that, I turned into a fucking monster. And I lived in the hot tub on that cruise. (laughs) It was wild. It was just absolutely wild. And I still don't think I like fully. It's not like I had the language for it. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm having an orgasm or I'm masturbating. I was just like, this feels amazing. I'm going to do it as many times as possible. It was like, it was just like a very like innocent pleasure seeking thing. Like just the same way I would have wanted to have dessert five times a day. It was the same thing. Like, it just felt good. I didn't think anything of it. Um, But I became, like, a rabid animal after that. I remember coming home from the cruise and being like, fuck, we don't have a hot tub. How am I supposed to replicate that? And in my mind, the only way to have that feeling was this hot tub jet. Like, (laughs) I wasn't translating what that meant or what other things could make that happen. And I remember I was just, like... When you're in puberty, the way your body is just pulsing with hormones is wild. And then once I unlocked that feeling, I just had this constant, like, (laughs) the only term I can think of is, like, blue balls. (laughs) I had the female version of that. Like, I was dying. I was like, how the fuck do I make this happen again? And I, like, struggled for a couple weeks, and I was like, this is devastating, and I feel like I'm going to explode. Like, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was home one day, and I was showering, and I was like, oh my god, the shower head kind of does the same thing. And of course, all the girlies who know, know, um, shower heads, they can very often do the trick, especially if they can change settings. <laughs> so, um, it's so funny to think of a 12-year-old, like, very innocent girl doing this shit, Um, but then I was now obsessed with showers, and I would be in the shower for, like, an hour and a half at a time, and I still wonder if my mom was ever, like, what the fuck is going on? Because I'm sure many of you can relate when you were, like, 12, 10, 11, 12, you didn't want to shower. I don't, I don't know, like, what the thing was, but, like, showering was just, like, an annoying part of the day, and your mom had to tell you 12 times to go fucking shower. Bitch, when I discovered the shower in the way that I needed to... We would be pulling into my house, and I would be opening the door while the car is still moving. Ready to shower. I was like, I'm fucking, I'm showering. I love a shower. (laughs) And I would be in there for, like, an hour and a half. Was no one like, what the fuck is this girl doing? Um, But I've also realized that there's very much, um, like, a parental brain that takes over that makes you ignore logic with your own children and just, like, doesn't let you go there with your own children like you don't think these thoughts about your kids so then you you're really like out of the loop with some obvious things (laughs) like I don't know maybe maybe my mom did know my mom sometimes will listen to my podcast so I'm like mom did you know (laughs) um so that was the start of my like, journey with masturbation, basically. And, like, slowly over time, I figured out different ways. You know, you learn your hand, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then... I slowly graduated to using vibrators. And, honestly, once you have that, you, like, really don't go back to anything else. Because everything else is, like, way harder. And vibrators are just quick and efficient, you know? Um... So, a couple things. First off, I remember, 
I've always been this way, meaning very open to talk about things, especially in like small group settings and with my friends. And I mean, imagine if if I can record a podcast about it, I can definitely (laughs) talk to my friends about it. So I've always been open about this subject. And I remember in college, like talking about it more with people and girls basically learning that there were many girls having sex who had never had orgasms on their own prior. And I think that's problematic for a lot of reasons. First of all, if you weren't able or you never figured out how to explore yourself prior to having sex, you were learning about your body primarily through an interaction with another person. And especially when you're talking about sex amongst like young teenagers, young 20-year-olds, we are a generation that was brought up by porn. And porn does not accurately describe a real sexual experience. It doesn't describe what actually entails a woman's orgasm, what it takes to get there. Like in a porn, people are having sex for two or three minutes and everyone is having orgasms. It's a fucking wet and wild ride. No, no. <laughs> like Most of us women are on like a 20 to 45 minute timer here. And it takes hard work and dedication. <laughs> so, and like I said, multiple tools, multiple, multiple things going on. And I just, I remember learning like friends of mine had never masturbated. And I remember thinking they probably think they're having orgasms during sex because something feels good or whatever. And it's so highly unlikely. Because they haven't had that experience with themselves. So then the first time they're experiencing sexual pleasure, they're like, this is an orgasm, I guess. Like, especially because, again, even outside of Catholic school, almost no one's sexual education entailed the conversation of pleasure and masturbation. Like, if you learned through sex in a school environment, it was very, like, medical. Like, they just needed you to know that you insert this penis and this vagina, and then you make a child. So be careful. Don't have sex. Use protection. There was no talk of queer sexuality, obviously. There was no conversation of masturbation. Um, So some people just jumped straight from no sexuality to only experiencing sexuality in the realm of penetrative sex, uh, especially if you are straight. So many straight women, or at least women who were having sex with men, not not all of us realized we weren't 100% straight. Um, but if that was your primary experience with sex, you were likely not having an orgasm, and you likely did not know how that felt. And my experience was, I never had orgasms during sex, but I never really cared. Because to me, I was like, I can handle that at a different time on my own like I got me I'm good boo and I liked sex for other reasons the connection aspect the fact that there's another person there the things you can do together the expression of sex however that looks for you um, whether it's like very passionate bitch I promise I just heard a dog bark oh it's because they're in my patio (laughs) Um, anyways, no matter what your expression of sex is, whether it's like passionate, aggressive, like 
that's the thing that I loved about sex. So I was like, I don't need to have an orgasm here. But the problem was, is that I was very often faking it. Now, what's crazy is my, kind of my main relationship in high school that lasted for about three years was one of my most progressively sexual relationships. To this day, I am 30. Um, So from like 16, uh, I was probably like 15, no, I was definitely 16 to like 19 with this person. Was like, I just knew how to request what I wanted. Like, we would have sex, and then we would take care of me. And it's crazy that I went from that to then kind of like regressing and just putting that part away and handling it myself because I didn't want to make anyone feel bad. And that was my thing always, is that I didn't want to make people feel bad. And because I have primarily had sex with men, I felt like they just wouldn't understand the concept of I'm really enjoying this aside from orgasm. Because for men, the primary purpose is orgasm. And if they don't have an orgasm, they would probably walk away like, what the fuck was that? But for women, it's so normalized for us not to have orgasms that for me especially, I was like, that's fine. That doesn't need to happen in this context. I can absolutely take care of that. We're good. And... But the problem was I was being dishonest with people because when I got out of that high school relationship, I think this is what happened. I did practice honesty for a little bit and it ended up just being really annoying and frustrating. And I was like, I'm just going to lie because I'm tired of this. Because then what would happen is I would tell people, hey, I do not orgasm from penetration or from sex alone. And then, of course, I'd get the line of, oh, yeah, you will. I will make you like this fucking dumbass confidence. I don't know where the fuck they got from. And... I was like, yeah, okay, bud, for sure. So then they would try, and then the sex became unenjoyable because it was this mission to get me off. But they were, of course, not doing any of the right things, not asking the right questions, not doing the right things. And it was just, like, going on for so long that I was like, I have to fake this because I can't fucking be here for another 45 minutes with this person. Like, I'm, I'm tired. So that, I think, evolved into... My concept of, I just have to, like, lie and, you know, like, wrap this up when I'm done. Because if not, we'll be here forever. And men, you know, not, like, not to discredit men, they just, they are also not taught about women's pleasure. And there hasn't always been a lot of material for men to seek out to learn that. Um, Now, today, it's no longer an excuse. There's about... 100,000 podcasts probably about sex. So, like, if you are a man, you need to, like, take the time to learn, especially if you are a man who is interacting with women and, you know, people who have a different anatomy than you. You need to go do your research. Enough is enough already. But talking five, ten years ago, there was a lot less of that. So, like, I understood, and again, generation raised on porn, men watched the same things we did. And it was like, oh, you have sex for three minutes and she's just having 100 orgasms back to back in a row. So I understand where the disconnect was. But through women being more honest and through more available education, we all need to do better, you know? So 
Ooh, how much do I want to say right now about this? <laughs> I was about to go into something deeply personal, which, like, what could be more personal than everything I've said already? Um, how do I sum this up? I know, I, okay, I know what to say. <laughs> that pattern of me being dishonest about orgasms turned into a 10-year pattern. So I did not start prioritizing my sexuality and being honest about the things that I need until last year, September. Um, (laughs) I had an experience that allowed me to understand that I am allowed to have the aspect of sex and the aspect of my own pleasure in one experience and that it's possible and that there are people out there willing to get you there to let go of their own ego and use whatever things you might need to get there and that's something that I really would love to talk about so there is an epidemic (laughs) of, and please be aware this conversation is largely referring to heterosexual sex, um, but I think these problems can present themselves in queer relationships as well, so take what resonates. Um, but I think there is a, specifically with men and specifically within heterosexual relationships, the subject of vibrators and toys is very taboo and hurtful to the male ego and I can absolutely put myself in that perspective and understand why um you know most men don't need extra tools to get them off so most often women don't experience like a man being like oh well I also need these couple things to get me off because like you alone is not really doing it for me so I understand hearing that or seeing that could be perceived like negatively and it could be hurtful to your ego I completely understand but I need you gentlemen or any kind of person who is scared of toys to open your minds and understand that it is simply an additional tool in your toolbox so whoever you are man woman or otherwise think of the things you do during sex think of your tricks right like everyone has their things that they're good at or that they like to do so a vibrator is just an additional tool it is another one of those things that you are using to pleasure this person it does not discredit your performance it does not take away from your performance in fact it adds to it i need you guys to understand when a person without me having to ask says hey Where's your vibrator? Take it out. My soul leaves my body, floats into heaven, and this person is automatically upper echelon to me. No matter what happens from here on out. The second someone says that, I'm like, oh my god. You you are a king amongst men. Thank you so much. Because everyone's going to have a better time. And also, it's literally easier for you guys Like, without those things, you guys are doing all kinds of shit to try to get women off. And it's not even working most of the time. So imagine if you could just, like, 
fucking take it a little bit more easy and get what you're trying to get to. What a gift. So I have to drop some statistics for you. This is reported by women, okay? Overall, meaning with tools, without tools, right now, 31 to 40% of women are orgasming during intercourse. That is way too low, my guys. And my, my God, I was the leader of this problem for quite a while. So like, I get it. So men, imagine if out of 10 times that you had sex, you have sex 10 days in a row, you only orgasm three or four of those days. What would that be like for you? Would that be upsetting? Would that be frustrating? Yeah, probably. And it's funny because, again, women are always forced to bend to societal ways. So I never even felt frustrated. I just thought my orgasm is a separate thing for a separate day, for a separate occasion, for myself, by myself. This has nothing to do with another person. And I realized I was robbing myself of a full-blown sexual experience by thinking that way. But I was tired of trying to explain things to men. I was tired of men who supposedly wanted to get me there but were so petrified and just appalled by the idea of a toy. So I just was tired of it. And I just separated it into two different things in my mind. I could actively enjoy sex without orgasm and I could actively enjoy my own orgasm by myself. But when you think about it that way, like the... Emily, Sex with Emily, that podcast, the host Emily calls it the orgasm gap. It's insane. If a man had sex 10 days in a row and orgasmed three to four times out of the 10, they would be literally pissed. Okay? So that's the overall rate, including women who use alternate methods during sex, aside from penetration. Now, when you're talking about penetration alone, women are reporting about 20%. So... People have to understand that everyone anatomy, everyone's anatomy is different and women's bodies are all built differently, just like men's bodies are all built differently. And it doesn't say anything bad about you, women, if you are not able to orgasm that way. I remember that one of the reasons I didn't want to just have that discussion was out of shame. Like, I don't know why I can't. And then it's frustrating when someone that you're having sex with is trying to understand why or trying to do these dumb fucking things that are never going to get you there because that's not the way you orgasm. And you're just like, I don't know what to say. Like, do I just say my body's not built that way? And again, because of the porn generation, women, until we discover the reality of other real life women, think that everyone is having orgasm from penetration. That's what we see on, that's what we see in porn. We've been watching porn since we were 12 and 13 years old. So what the fuck is going on with me? So we've been taught that that's the norm and it's actually an extreme rarity. And there are other things we need to be doing to orgasm in different ways because penetration is not cutting it for most of us. And I think we're getting there. Like, the topic of sex is way more talked about. And I think men are evolving in a really wonderful way to be more open to different versions of sexuality, different versions of what sex can look like. Um, But 
I hope that it really becomes the norm because right now those type of men are still the rarity and it's so exciting when you come across one of them but I just want it to be the norm like everyone deserves (laughs) to be orgasming and it's a shame the position that women have been put in to feel like it's a burden because it takes too long or because I require xyz to get there and that just seems like a lot or it makes my partner uncomfortable like no no girl like Someone who you are willing to be intimate with and exchange the highest version of energy with another person can absolutely be patient with you and learn your body and do the things that you require in order to have pleasure. So don't get yourselves in that trap. And for the people who are in the trap that I was in of constantly faking an orgasm or lying about orgasm, I encourage you to take the very scary jump of being honest with your partner, even if you've been together for years. I had that conversation with someone I was with for years, and it was rough. And I have to say he handled it like a champ, but it is quite a thing to tell someone. I was dishonest about that for years, and this is why. And I think by explaining the why of it, people will understand at least you know like compassionate healthy partners will understand not that it's not going to hurt not that it's not going to be extremely startling like we do have to be patient you know if you've been lying in that context to someone and then you want to tell them like hey I've been lying and I actually want to explore ways to actually get there it's going to be rough it's going to be rough I'm not and and I don't fault men for being like what the fuck but It is so worth the conversation, and I'm sad I figured it out this late. Mind you, I figured it out at age 29, so, like, I have a whole life to live, but it's crazy how much, how much sex you can have that's not, like, the full scope of what you could really be experiencing, and especially in partnership, these conversations and these practices of getting to know each other's bodies for real for real is so beautiful and is the most intimate thing you can do with your partner so I really encourage you if there are women listening to this that have and I know a lot of people have this mindset of like I heard it the other day on a podcast and I used to say the same shit of like no sex is not about orgasm for me it's about all these other things for me yeah because we weren't given the option for it to be about that so we adjusted and we fucking contorted ourselves like we always do in society and now we're out here just masturbating by ourselves and then not having orgasms during sex how is that fair why so step one if you're listening to this and you feel out of touch with your sexuality with your body with your orgasms step one is always getting to know yourself And I mean, that's the answer to everything. Like, self-love is number one. And it absolutely applies in a sexual context. You should be getting to know your body by yourself first. Because that's where you learn the most. And that's where you learn what gets you off. Because it's just you in the room. You have all the time in the world. You have all the patience for yourself. 
You can try different things. You can be silly. You can try weird shit. You're just by yourself. Do whatever you need to do. Find out what you like. Find what areas of your body feel nice to touch. Like, do you like when people caress your arm? Like, you can do all of that by yourself. And I think it's so important to have that before entering into sexuality with other people. Because it's like, if you don't know your own body, how will you teach someone else to know your body? Like, you're already at such a huge disadvantage. And I remember, like, talking to people in college who had never self-explored and then now we're just engaging in sex with others and I feel like that's a big learning curve at that point like you don't have the same amount of time to learn yourself there's like someone else in the room they're doing all this weird shit to you you're like I don't know what the fuck's going on so first step is I encourage you to explore with yourself if you're someone who is uncomfortable with the idea of toys and vibrators I very much recommend trying it out try the first like you know beginner step toy is like a little bullet vibrator enjoy because you will enjoy i i will i i will give a hundred percent money back guarantee (laughs) so start you know like go on a fun little sex toy website adamandeve.com whatever and explore see see what fun things you find. Buy a couple things. See what you like. And then in the context of being in partnership with someone else, put your, prioritize your pleasure just like you would theirs. And whether it's a one night stand, a casual hookup, a friends with benefits, a partner, all of those experiences deserve the same amount of respect and the same amount of pleasure. Just because you're hooking up with the guy you met tonight at the bar doesn't mean that you need to have some weird sexual experience where your pleasure has nothing to do with it and you have a five-minute sexual encounter with a guy who's just trying to get off absolutely not every version of sex with any person no matter how well you know them deserves respect time patience pleasure to all involved so we as women need to start prioritizing that and it's okay if you haven't to this point but You get to decide that moving forward, that's your new requirement and that you're not going to lie anymore. And it's okay for you to, especially while you're still learning and getting comfortable with these ideas, it's okay for you to have sex, not have an orgasm, and tell the person, yeah, I, I didn't get there this time. You don't have to be mean and be like, you sucked, I didn't get there. But just be like, yeah, I didn't get there this time. And anyone who cares about pleasing another person will be like okay I'd like to know like maybe how we can get there next time and if someone is not asking those questions and not curious about your pleasure and sexuality you don't ever need to encounter that person again like genuinely and for my men or anyone who is scared of toys or intimidated by toys please understand that if you find the space to get comfortable with those tools, you're in the upper echelon of sexual people. I promise. I promise. And you're also going to love how much less work you need to do. Like, I have seen men really struggle and do all kinds of things for very extended periods of time trying to get women off. And then it doesn't even work. I would be pissed. So imagine just having a tool 
that can very quickly and very efficiently help you. And in the woman's mind, put you in this top tier level of people she's had sex with because unfortunately we're still in an era of most people not doing those things and being comfortable enough especially when the guy makes the first move and literally asks like hey where are these things do you have these things let's bring them out I mean heaven sent truly (sighs) so that's uh my conversation about orgasms for you (laughs) This was so fun, and I'm probably going to be embarrassed as fuck when this releases because, again, I haven't talked this way since my podcast got more popular, but that's that was the point of this podcast. It's literally called Let's Fucking Talk, so let's fucking talk about orgasms, about whatever, and it's probably just tied to the fact that I was shy to talk about my own orgasm until a year ago, so listen, we're all out here learning and growing, getting comfy with the uncomfies. Um, If anyone has questions about this topic, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about, especially one-on-one, not like on a broadcasted podcast. So please message me if you have fears, concerns, if you want to know what kind of toys you should buy, if you're a man and you're like, I can't get past this, I think it's weird, let's fucking talk. No pun intended. (laughs) Message me. I would love to chat. So I'm wishing you all... A lifetime of orgasms. I love you and we will talk soon.